Tuning into True Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming related questions and talk about gaming related topics. Now available on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and iTunes, and other platforms. Helping you game with a better understanding. The boys. Enjoy the show. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you call me Carl. And before I begin this episode, I sincerely wanted to apologize. Last week, I did not upload an episode. And the reasoning for that, I feel bad. I feel like there's always a reason, you know. And um, the reason for that was because my parents, they had to go to another state. Um, It was sort of like an emergency kind of thing. And I had the dog sit. I had a dog sit. Um... Uh, was it uh, a puppy and mother dog uh, Mimi amen and um, you know do some other stuff for the weekend you know so in other words um, I was not able to um, record another episode and then I was thinking about recording um, how should I say you know I had you know there's an app Podbean does offer an app where I could record the thing is with that is that one, I was taking care of a puppy, so the puppy was, like, barking a lot, was making noise, had to get up, you know, feed her, or I put her in a cage, she would cry, and also the AC was on blast as well, and um, stuff like that, so I just wanted to be sincere with you guys, I wanted to be sincere, and sincerely, I wanted to apologize for not uploading an episode this past Friday, and actually, I am gonna link my Twitter to the description of this this episode so that way you can follow me on twitter and that way through twitter i'm able to give an update and i'm also planning to also get a instagram and you know other forms so that way i could inform um you guys when i can't upload or or, or, you know i my goal is to upload an episode every friday you know no excuses you know but something like this like just occurred were to happen again you know i would post it and be hey you know this is going on and unfortunately i won't be able to make the deadline and i apologize etc you know whatever the reason is so yeah so i am going to link my twitter follow me and uh yeah thank you all right (laughs) thank you so very much but now resuming to this episode so this episode uh last weekend actually was the uh back for blood open beta and um I have a couple of requests of people wanting to know what did I think about the game because they know that I'm a big major Left 4 Dead fan one and two, and they asked, uh, yeah, like what was my thoughts about the game? Uh, did I play the beta? If I did, what did I like about it? What I dislike about it? What I etc. You know, to give a little breakdown, and that's what I will be focusing on in this episode. And this episode. Um, well, to answer that first question, I did play the open beta. Matter of fact, I played the early access open beta, which pretty much the same thing as the open beta, and um, which was like four days earlier than the open beta release or something. And um, yeah, and then I actually got to play that Friday when, um, well, I got to play Thursday. Yeah. And then I also got to play Friday. That's right. Yeah. When the open beta um, for everyone released. And yeah, so I have a, a list of things here <laughs> about the beta, my, my feedback on it. And it actually, uh, how I decided to approach this topic was I'm going to do a pros and cons list. That's how I decided to break down my feedback for the game. So, yeah, so I'm going to start with the pros because unfortunately there are less pros than cons, right? And then again, before I even give my feedback, again, I know this is open beta. The game does not release until October. That is to literally two months from now. Most likely, they won't change every single thing, you know, from the feedback that they received, unless they delay the game. Hopefully, they do hear feedback about not just what I say, but a lot of stuff that other people said. And they, you know, take time to actually, you know, make improve on the things. But again, this is the open beta. I'm literally giving my criticism, my feedback from the open beta. So hopefully 
you know, the, the official game, of course, hopefully it will be a different product or better, etc. So I'm going to start with the pros. So the first pro um, about this game, um, one, the graphics look gorgeous. Honestly, the graphics look really, really good. I got to play this actually on PC, and I actually got to play this, uh, the early access I played on PC, but the official open beta, I actually got to play on the Xbox Series X. And man, it looks really good and performs really well. I felt like it was a solid frame rate. I didn't feel no frame rate drops or anything like that. Uh, and just to, like literally, there was times where I was going through the ma- through the map. <laughs> I don't know why I accident almost spoke there. I went through the map. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, went, I was going through the map, and there's literally times where I I stopped and was just looking around. Um, I loved also just the details on the weapons that you hold, like the details and. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I know technically it's a, it was a very dark game, but I I love the reflection I saw, the reflections off the moonlight, off of like puddles and stuff, and um, especially when you're going through the woods, and uh, it was really good. Like the graphics are gorgeous. They're they're really gorgeous, and even the character models, like you actually see, like you don't just see that they have skin. You actually see like the pores and stuff, and it's it's crazy. It, it really is cool. So that's what really impressed me off the gate was the graphics. I'm like, wow, you know. And I know this game is not uh, a left, you know, it's it's a spiritual successor. It's a spiritual sequel, so to speak, to Left 4 Dead 2. You know, but I, I do have to keep in mind that this game is not a Left 4 Dead 3. It's Back for Blood. It's its own thing. But, man, seeing the graphics, I was really like, man, this is a, a gorgeous looking Left 4 Dead. You know, <laughs> I mean, I always love the graphics for Left 4 Dead. But, man, like, looking at the graphic quality for this game, really awesome. So that's off the bat that I wanted to speak on. Sorry, my nose is a little stuffy, dust and stuff, so I do apologize in advance. And, uh, yeah, and so the second pro on this game is that I love the fact that, overall, you need to cooperate in order to survive. I do love about this game, like, um, you know, I played a lot of cooperative shooters in the past, and uh, just cooperative games in general. And, you know, those kind of games... Even though they were made, uh, whoa, what the heck? Sorry if you heard that little thing in the microphone feedback. Um, yeah, so I play cooperative games, and you know there was a lot of cooperative games or sessions I played, and there's usually one I called the the one man Rambo. You know, like <laughs> like we're supposed to cooperate as a team, and then this one person goes off on their own. They go do whatever on their own, and you know they they don't cooperate. You know, but in this game, what I and, and pretty much in those games is like they can do that technically. You know, and what I love about Back for Blood is that literally to survive, you do need to cooperate. If one person goes off on their own, anything can happen. You know, uh, a special effect that, well, in this game, they're called a, a, a ridden, I think it's called, a ridden. <laughs> so I would call a special ridden, um, you know, could come and uh, there's one that shoots. And when he shoots like this sort of vomit kind of thing, um, he sort of traps you in place or whatever. Um, you could get caught up in the horde and... Uh, the special rhythm could come and you know um the, the tall boy i think it's called then could just smash you to death and so many scenarios could happen literally or he you know um he could walk right next to a cliff and you know god forbid if he walks t- too close off to the ledge he could um sort of hang off the ledge and then you require your teammates to come and pick you up from the ledge like literally this game i, I love how it's rooted in cooperation where literally no man could one man it, you know. Like if you go off on your own, you literally could die from like. It literally is like ninety five percent, you will die, you know. And that's what I like about the game. You know, you need cooperation. It requires teamwork to literally do everything in a game, and that's what I love. You know, so that that's a pro. And to me, I feel like this game, they nailed that. You know, they hit the nail on the head with that and. You know, that's what I like, you know, especially if your health is low, you know, if you don't have any, what I felt like I ran into a lot is, for example, like my health was low, but I didn't have a first aid kit or if I didn't have pills. Uh, but yeah, my teammate, they were great on health and they were generous enough to actually like, you know, heal me, patch me up or give me the pills so I could take um, and to, to regenerate my health. Um, you know, like, I just love it. The game is rooted in cooperation and I love that, you know, so that was definitely a pro to me. And then also just. The game too, you know, and it's like the third pro, like it's action packed, you know, like I know I said Rambo once already, but it makes you feel like Rambo, you know, when the horde's coming after you, you know, what's cool about this game is that 
there is things that trigger a horde. So, for example, if you go through a door and it has an alarm on it, and that door alarm rings, uh, you know, it's gonna call in a horde. You know, and it's a little. <laughs> the other thing that causes a horde is it's weird. Like a, a group of pigeons, if you alert them. Um, they could trigger a horde, which I, I find hilarious. But when that happens, you know, the horde comes. You're like, all right, guys, get ready. You know, there's a horde coming. And as soon as that horde comes, you're like, Rawr! you know, like you're just like gutting them down. And it just feels awesome, you know. And which which brings me into my other pro is like the weapons. There's so many weapons in the game. There's so much weapons. Like I remember, and again, I know this is his own game, but this is from the creators of Left 4 Dead. Um, I feel like they really improved upon this is that the first Left 4 Dead literally you either start out with a plump shotgun or Uzi and then when you find the more powerful weapons there was only three kinds in the game there was a tactical shotgun which is a semi-automatic shotgun Uh, then you had the the hunting rifle and then you would have I'm trying to remember the last oh uh, the M16 assault rifle and you know those three and then the you know, then the 1911, uh, the M1 1911 pistols, I, I believe they're called. And, um, and yeah, for Left 4 Dead 1. So, not a big arsenal. And then Left 4 Dead 2, they approved, they expand upon that. You had a choice between the Prump Shotgun and then the Chrome Shotgun. And then the Uzi and then the Mac, uh, the Silent Mac uh, 10, I do believe it's called. And then you have the same weapons I mentioned, the Hunting Rifle, the Tactical Shotgun. And then the M16, and then they also added the AK-47, um, which is another variant of the fully automatic uh, assault rifle. And then you had the SCAR, which was a burst rifle. And then you had the tactical sniper rifle um, in Left 4 Dead 2. You know? And then you also have a Desert Eagle. Um, and later in the passing expansion, they added the light machine gun, the M60, and uh, the passing DLC for Left 4 Dead 2. So... You know, they expanded on the arsenal and also the inclusion of melee weapons. Fire axe, golf club, uh, frying pan, which is hilarious. Every time you hit a zombie, you hear bing, bing. You know, it was hilarious. And, you know, they added, it had a good arsenal. But in this game, oh my goodness. Like, literally, there's an armory section where, and, and that's another thing too, that uh, you sort of have a base. There's other survivors and left uh and back for blood there's other survivors and you're sort of like in a military camp and that that's like your lobby and then you could go to the firing range section you see all the guns in the game sort of laid out on these two tables and it's just crazy you know like it's really crazy it's awesome they have like the mp5 they have the scar they have all the weapons pretty much that were included in left for that is there but they also added extras like they added uh I, i forgot what it's called the m2 63 light machine gun um they have the rpk light machine gun in there they have the 50 uh, uh 50 cal sniper rifle they have the the m3 uh, beretta burst uh pistol and then uh single fire they have the glocks they have they have so much like it's it's crazy they have so they have a pump shotgun uh that with a short uh i'm saying ah so much but they have a pump shotgun that's that holds like four rounds or something like that. And then they also have a double barrel shotgun, which takes um, your sidearm slot, which is pretty cool. And um, they also have a Tech a tech 9, I think, it, I think it's called. Um, they have just so much guns. <laughs> so much guns in the game. So to me, I'm actually really happy to see that because there's a lot of weapons to choose from. And it doesn't... Even though like Left 4 Dead, for example, they had a good arsenal. I never felt bored shooting those weapons. But in this game, there's like double that, and it's like it's amazing, you know. And what's really cool is that it sort of adds variety to how each gun performs because there's the with the addition to attachments, and that's another pro. I like that there's attachments in there. I love how, uh, you know, for example, like Left 4 Dead 2, uh, there's laser sights, you know. Um, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much it. I think there's like laser sights you could put on your weapons. Um, and I don't think there's really any other attachments to my memory. Um, I could be wrong about that. Um, no, I don't know. I think, yeah, there's only like laser sights really, but it's cool that they have laser sights in this game, but they also have heavy barrels, silencers, uh, red dot sight, you know, um, so much, so much like, uh, foregrips, so much, uh, uh, stocks or whatever. It's really cool. So you literally get to sort of, there's some customization there. 
And also, based on these attachments, they literally improve the gun and or uh, decrease the performance of the gun, depending on which attachments you put, you know? So it's really that's really cool, and that's what I really like about the game um, a lot, you know? And it just adds variety. Well, never mind just a big arsenal of guns, but also just so much attachments. It was really awesome. And so that's that's another pro. And, um, yeah, so another pro about the game is that um, the character stats. So I, I do like how they added more characters than a traditional four. And, again, I know this is a different game. This is not Left 4 Dead. But, <laughs> but... But you could tell that when they make Bad for Blood and when you play the open beta, they did the groundwork. Like, like you see the roots of Left 4 Dead in it, so to speak. And it's cool that, you know, Left 4 Dead 1, there was four survivors. Left 4 Dead 2 featured four different ones. Um, until the, what was it, the Sacrifice DLC, they, there's a crossover between both survivors so from, from both games. Uh, but what I like about Back for Blood is that literally they made like eight different characters. And... They are not just like character skins this time around, which is really cool. They actually, each and individual character, they feature different stats. So one character may give a whole, um, may improve overall team's health by 15 points. So instead of having 100 health, each character um, on the team will have 115, which is really good. Uh, another character may improve ammo capacity um, as a team. So he, instead of... Well, yeah, he increases the maximum ammo capacity, which is really dope. So, in other words, each character, it, it sort of, it sort of adds a strategy to the game. You know, especially if you're tackling the game in the hardest difficulty, which I will get to in a few moments here. You know, um, yeah, like it really strategizes. Okay, what character do we need? What improvements do we need to engage in this difficulty? Okay, we need the extra health, no problem. Uh, oh, this character offers damage resistance? Okay, let's pick him. Or let's pick her. Uh, she offers more uh, ammo capacity? Yeah, we need to pick her. You know, it's really cool. I like that. It adds a, a unique flavor to it, in a sense. And literally, you're not just choosing characters. It goes, oh, this character looks cool. I, I want this character. You literally, it, it helps you to switch it up, you know, depending on your need or the team's need, rather on what character you select. So I really like that. I really like that about the game. And again, it's it's uh yeah, adds a, a unique flavor to it. Another thing I like about the the game, I mentioned sort of a little bit briefly here, is that um the level design. You know, so yeah, when I mentioned about the graphics are amazing, the level design I really do like. I really do like that the first in this open beta, um you sort of go through uh, an apartment building and uh this apartment building, you know, you work way up, you open a door. Sometimes that door could have an alarm on it, which is pretty cool. Uh, but you open it, um, and you're on this rooftop, and you got to, like, lower this bridge. You could cross into another building, more like a construction site building. And, um, and then, yeah, and then you have to literally work your way across sort of like a parking lot uh, where there's, like, trucks, uh, truck stop, I guess, and work your way up to the, you know... Um, a building that's across the way that is a safe room. And then afterwards, you, you know, the, the next map, you, you get to, like, go into the woods. You get to go in the woods. And in other words, each level, you know, and, and there's more than that. And there's also another level where you're in, like, a cruise ship. And you have to, you know, fight on that and work your way out of it across the bridge. So, in other words, I, I do like the level designs in the game. To me, they feel, they don't look stale. They don't, you know, they, they look actually besides the graphics being amazing um i do like the the level you know the, each level feels um unique they don't feel general they don't you know what i'm saying like they, they that's the best way i can sort of describe it you know it doesn't feel uh bland or anything it feels I, I like the level design a lot and i like the environments that you engage in and um, that's what i like about the game and there's more levels in open beta um which is really cool you know so I definitely like that about the game as well. And um, and the game, in my opinion, it's fun. It's fun, you know? Um, oh, and going back to the level design, what I like about the game is, for example, you know, Left 4 Dead 1, Left 4 Dead 2, um, you, you know, every campaign, you will speak to somebody over the radio at the end. Like, each standoff of a campaign, you will hear... Um, somebody speak over the radio but you never really get to see them you know so i remember specifically like no mercy from left for dead one 
you're on top of that hospital building, you call in for backup or rescue chopper. They go, all right, we'll be there in three minutes. And literally, you got to survive for three minutes. And then when the helicopter arrives, you never see the pilot. Um, you like you go in the helicopter. I'm not sure if you you can see him or anything. I doubt it. But I know like Left 4 Dead 2 also Swamp Fever. When you're waiting for that ship to come, you never see the captain of the ship. You know, you never you never really see an AI, but you always talk to somebody on the radio. And even when you're going through each mission per se, you never see anybody. You know, obviously it's a zombie apocalypse, so you know it's going to be rare that you see somebody, but you really don't see anybody at all. Until, um, well, that's why I feel like the passing, um, or the sacrifice, rather, uh, that DLC, where you see the original Left 4 Dead survivors, and the Left 4 Dead 2 survivors see, you know, you you, you see, they're pretty much the only AIs you see, uh, of rather humans, you know, other humans. Um, but in this game, what I like about it was that it's, well, it's technically the same. It's technically the same where it was like the last, um, act, the last level of of the first act, um, in this beta. You go on the ship, um, and you're calling for the military. You're radioing them. They're all right. We're on our way. Like we're we're waiting to hear from you, so we will send you know the military there. Um, and you do that, and then you're running um, to the top of the boat, and you're trying to jump onto the bridge, and then the military rolls up and like uh, you know like Humvees and stuff like that. It's crazy, you know. It's awesome. You actually see the other soldiers, and they actually help you fight um, zombies. That are running from like behind you, you know, which is really dope. And literally, you go up to them. It's not like oh, they're just there. No, they actually look at you and actually sort of talk. You know, all right, well, you're here, but we need to blow up this uh, this boat, you know, because that's how they're getting over these bridge. So we need you to go back and blow up this boat. You're like, what? I just got here, you know. And so, in other words, it's cool that you get to interact with an AI, and they're not just like over the radio. Nobody's there, you know. They're not like saying from the radio, okay, before you cross over, we need you to blow up this boat. No, they're, you're, they're actually there. They're actually saying, all right, you need to do this. And when you come back, and they're actually helping you fight, I think that's a really cool addition. I really think that's a, a cool addition. It doesn't make the world feel empty, so to speak, even though you're in a zombie apocalypse, you know. So that's another thing that I really like about the game. And those were really... And... Yeah. Those are really my pros for this game now i'm gonna move on to the cons and bear with me because i know i spoke 20 minutes here <laughs> talking about pearls and stuff uh, um you know so yeah on with the cons so like i mentioned earlier in the game you're sort of the lobby system i mean there's an actual Lobby system, you press start and you get to invite friends, etc. But how they made it too is like when you invite a friend and you're in the military base, that's sort of like your lobby. You could go to the armory, you could go and, and uh, speak to this uh, female that sells like cards, which I will get more in depth with that in a few. But, um, you know, you get to uh, go, there's a section in the base where you go and you want to look at campaign missions and there's another section in the base where it's a boxing ring and you will go there talk to somebody and that will sort of that that will take you exclusively to the multiplayer lobby you get to set up a, a match like that now the weird thing is is that you could get into the ring and as soon as you get into the ring your fist will pop, pop up like you could fight so i was like oh wait what you could actually fight like your your you know a person that you invited into the game like in, in the lobby like you could actually fist fight them and i was like all right uh yo bro like uh uh walk you know walk around the come come to the ring and then he went to the ring he was like, all right you know let's duke it out and then i punched him and he didn't take any damage so <laughs> like damage was not reflective at all uh there was no um impact on his yeah on damage or whatever like that so i'm like man so i was like excited like wow you could fist fight people like in the lobby um, but it turns out you can't, which really sucks, in my opinion. It really, really sucks, and, um, I was very disappointed about that. Very, very disappointed. And, um, because I'm like, man, why put the boxing ring? I understand that symbolizes versus, um, but, you know, but why just, it's unnecessary, I feel, you know? You go in the ring, your fist goes up, and then your boy goes in, and, you know, there's no, like, one, two, three fight now, you know, it's just punch each other and just there's no damage done and you, you can't so i'm like why make this a feature then you know it's just weird to me it's really just weird so that's one thing off the bat i didn't like because they got me hyped and then they just the excitement just left immediately i know it's a probably a petty thing but 
That's just me. So another con that I feel like with this game is that, um, so there's this thing called trauma damage. If a lot, it's funny. A lot of players didn't know. If you notice when you play the game, you take damage, right? Um, and you heal. You really have uh, this thing in your health bar um, that it, 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 it blocks you from healing past that point. So your health was at 100, let's say. Let's say you took some damage and you found a health kit. Um, and um, instead of it healing you to 100, now you can only heal um, up to 70 or up to 80, for example. Um, that So... It's a lot of people thought, wait, what is this glitch? Why well, I can't do that? So it turns out that feature is actually called trauma damage, and that feature trauma damage. For what I looked up, the, the you know, um, they were, the developers are sort of trying to add a realistic feel to the game, even though you use cards for special abilities. I want to say that's realistic at all, so to me it's sort of a fail. But um, they trying to um, add a realistic feel to it by adding trauma damage. So you know, in real life, let's say you get a cut. Right, you get a big cut in your arm, and uh, you know you put some alcohol on it, whatever, and then you bandage up, and uh, you know you're good to go. You you know you you bandage yourself up, but you still feel you still feel the the trauma from it. You still feel probably your cut is still probably pulsing, or you know you you feel in other words you still feel uh, the pain a little bit. You know that's what they're trying to simulate with the game with trauma damage. So. Um, you know, because you're getting beat up and stuff like that left and right, and you heal yourself. Now you can't heal yourself to full health, but you heal yourself at a certain point because of trauma damage. You still feel the wear of the the beating that you received. So, yeah, and the only way to heal yourself um, from that um, is that if, if throughout the map if you find a, med- uh, a, a medical cabinet, I think it's called. I think it's called a med kit cabinet. So a med kit cabinet... Um, is only um yeah I'm sorry yeah met the first aid station my bad yeah I'm like wait I, I feel like I got the the name wrong here yeah so yeah you can't you can't heal uh, trauma damage unless you visit a first aid station um and a first aid station either it could be free of charge but you can only use it four times which is enough for each survivor to use and or you have to pay like five hundred copper to use the station. You know, and that's the only way to remove trauma damage from you. Um, and to me, it, that feature, I, I, I get what they're trying to do. But to me, it, it feels more like a burden. And to me, it feels. I, I, I feel like one is too much. The trauma damage is too much because even on the easier difficulty, I get beat up, whatever like that. And, you know, I can't heal at 100 now. I, I can only heal up to 80 or heal up to usually it's less than that from my experience. Um, I, I just feel like they haven't implemented this correctly, you know, and, and or in my opinion, what I feel like they should do is implement that only on a harder difficulty. Like if we want the hardest difficulty, which I do believe it's man, what's the survivor? Di- I'm gonna call it brutal difficulty because it's it's brutal how stupidly hard that difficulty is. I feel like they should apply tie that feature exclusively to a difficulty because to me, I feel like it's unnecessary. You know, I, I really do. I really do. And and to me, it's it it sort of adds a, a I don't know. From my experience, for me, it, it feels it makes it feel like the healing items that I receive, like the pills or the bandages, first aid. It makes me feel like man, it's useless. You know, and to me, just the trauma damage they they, they apply it too much. So if they have no attention to tying this to a difficulty. To me, they should they they need, I would say, to make an enjoyable experience. Because to me, that really made me feel you know I was still having fun, but that bothered me a lot in my experience was the trauma damage, you know. Um, and they should really adjust that to like bare minimum, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, you know, I I'm at a hundred, I get beat up, and then I take a first aid. They should allow me to heal to eighty, you know. I don't know. It's just—it's just so weird. And to me, it feels unnecessary. It's too much, and the way they're implementing it, it just doesn't work for me. And they also—they didn't—they didn't elaborate this in the beta. Um, literally, you had to look up an article, 
you know, if you want to add a do research on what trauma damage was or why is my health, why is it not going back to 100? They didn't elaborate this in the beta. This was something I literally had to look up um, from the developers and stuff, you know. So it's it's really, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. So I want them to either completely remove that. And if they don't want to completely remove it, then just tie it to a difficulty. You know, don't tie it to normal and easy mode. And, you know, things will be good. And that sort of leads into my another criticism as well with the first aid. Um, the first aid kit, first of all, a couple of things about the first aid. One, they don't, um, it's not rewarded to you in a safe room. So, like, I know it's different games, Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2. Um, at the end of every level um, in the safe room, there's four first aids for you and your teammates to grab. Um, in this game, nah, <laughs> it's not there. It's never there. Um, as a matter of fact, you have to purchase it through the, in, the the safe room store, I guess, which is another thing that really bothers me. Because um, to me, it, it's, you know, again, with the trauma damage, it's trying to add a little bit of immersion to the game. That store takes away the immersion for me. Um, because when you go into the safe room, you see some dude in the corner. I think of the, at the end of the first mission, when you go into the second mission, um, there's a dude in the corner. He's scared out his mind. Like, listen, just just buy or or, or go. You know, he's scared. Uh, so that little orange box in the room is a store, and it's like what? Like, first of all, it's not in there with them. It's like literally outside with us. We could just take this orange box and just leave. But that even every level. Um, after it, even every level after, um, yeah, after that, excuse me, um, yeah, like, the orange box is, like, unattended, and it, it acts like a store, as, as a store, excuse me, you have to pay copper for first aid, for healing items, for grenades, etc., everything, even weapons, and to me, that is like, what, you know, I, I don't know, I, I feel like it's, it's weird, you know, because it, I can understand if it's a merchant in every safe room, uh, to me, that will make the most sense uh, rather than just a random orange crate in every safe room. And that's a store. You, you know what I'm saying? To me, that just it's just, it's just weird. You know? Now, yes, it's a video game. I understand. Don't add too much realism to it. It's it's a game. You know, zombies and stuff. Uh, but to me, it just, with the theme, rather, it just doesn't, for me, make sense. You know? It just doesn't make sense to me. That's just my opinion. Um, and then that also leads me to another thing where, again, you have to buy first aid, which I think is three hop, uh, 300 copper. Um, and I don't like that. <laughs> That's one. You have to buy your med kits. And then this, and then, uh, the third thing, um, that I, I, I said one, but the, technically I said one complaining about, about it already. But the third thing is I don't like that the med kit only heals 50% of your health or 50 points of health um i feel i do believe to my knowledge to my memory left for dead one left for dead two uh let's say right we all have 100 health i get beat up so much i am 20 health left if i heal um my health will go back to like 85 you know i do believe to my memory that happens every time like heals to 80 in other words it heals the majority of my health in this game back for blood it heals only half and bandages heal 25 points of health or 20 um points and then pills they add a temporary boost which you know like the left for dead games did but in other words i i don't i don't know for 300 copper points and only healing half your health um i don't know i i, I don't I don't like that. I feel like they have to readjust that number. Because um, even... It's weird. Even for the easier difficulties. I, I just feel like I, I... I feel like one thing that I... You know, and some people may see this as a good thing. People may see this as a good thing as in it's not a... It's not a struggle or, you know, or adds to the struggle of the game. You know, which I guess adds difficulty. But I just feel like the, the, the health system in the game is just unbalanced. And that's just my opinion. I feel like Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 was 
great. I, I feel like it was perfect. <laughs> you know, I never really complained about it at all. I never could really complain. But with this game, that was one thing that I felt like I, it really bothered me a lot was literally the health system and the first aid I feel like was just a waste of 300 points. It's just so weird to me, especially if you have trauma damage that only that, that won't allow you to heal past uh, 60. You know, you apply a health kit, boom, all right, you, you only have 60 health. You know, it's just, it's weird. It's such an imbalance there. And that's what I did not like about um, the beta, you know, or was the health first aid kit. I never knew I could talk so long about the first aid kit, but it really bothers me. It sucks. <laughs> they need to fix it, you know. And, um... Alright, so another con of mine, I think it's the fourth one now I'm up to, is that in the game, excuse me, um, you can't remove attachments from guns. So I like that you could put attachments on guns and it makes the guns feel more powerful and awesome. Um, but I, I don't like that you can't remove them. So the only way you could remove attachment technically is let's say if you, you, know, you put attachments on a gun, right? I put a, let's say a long barrel and a red dot sight. Um, and let's say I go throughout the mission, and let's say I open up a crate, and there is um, an ACOG in the, the crate, an ACOG scope. Um, technically, I, I'm able to swap out the red dot sight that I had for that ACOG, and that's how technically you can switch out attachments. But you can't. Like, you, you can't literally at will. Like, you know what? I don't like this red dot. I'm just going to remove it. You can't do that. It, like once It's like you have crazy glue on, on the gun. Like... When you put something on the gun, that's it. It stays there. And that's it. It can never be removed unless you find another attachment to replace that attachment. And that I don't really like because what's really stupid from my experience, what was really, really disappointing and dumb, was that there was times where I opened up a crate and I see an RPK. I'm like, yes, it has a long barrel. It has a standing mags, but it has a sniper scope on it. And I'm like, why on earth? earth would you use a sniper scope on an rpk light machine gun i have no idea and it's not just that weapon like literally most of my experience is another thing where i would look at crates and i found the uzi with a sniper scope on it but yeah it had extended mags i'm like what a sniper scope on an uzi and then i think i also found um Oh my goodness, I think I even found like a, uh, if I, could, I could be wrong, but a Tech 9 with a sniper scope. I'm like, what is this scope doing on this gun? Like, what is the point? So, in other words, like, it, it, that, that, that sucks. Like, at that point, like, the gun could literally be perfect. Like, the, the, the barrel on it, the, the extended mags, like I mentioned, the stock, everything else, but it has a sniper scope. And literally, that's what kills the gun for me. And especially, it, it doesn't help me. So, I literally, there's a lot of times where I go, Okay, I guess I will stick to my bland weapon that I had before, I guess. You know, literally because of the sniper scope. And that sucks. And so, really, I would like for them to add uh, a feature where you get to remove attachments from the gun. Um, I would really like that. I would really like that. And to me, it would actually help the game. And that is another thing as well. Another con for me. So, I feel like, personally, th there's a rating system for each gun. So... A gun that you would pick up and it doesn't have any attachments is sort of is a common weapon. It's a gray weapon. So uh, I think uh, there was an M4 carbine, I think, in the game. Yes, M4 carbine, I think it's called. And um, it's like a rating, I think it's a 9 rating weapon. When you put attachments on it, um, it will level up not only the rarity of the weapon, but also uh, the rank of the weapon. So if I added a heavy barrel and extended mags, that will bump up instead of it being a nine, it will bump it up to like a fifteen, you know. And and I understand each attachment adds an improvement either to firing rate, damage, uh, ammo capacity, etc. Um, but I feel like with that weapon rating, so to speak, I don't feel like it's necessary, you know. Like I, it, it's weird. It it makes it almost feel like an RPG experience in a way, but. It's a cooperative first-person shooter, and like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, why just why not just be like, oh, I have this assault rifle and it has a red dot and a heavy barrel. That's why I put. Oh yeah, I have this. Uh, I opened a crate and I found a level twelve Desert Eagle and it has a red dot. You know, like, like why? I don't, I don't understand that. It's it's a little weird to me, and it doesn't fit with the game. 
in my opinion. So I would like for them to also, uh, you know, fix it, remove it. You know, I, I doubt it's only it's two months away from launch. I doubt they're gonna remove it, but that's just my criticism. To me, it just it just feels weird, you know. So another complaint I have with the game is that there's absolutely no dual wielding in the game. Now, I'm used to that, obviously, from Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. It's a different game, I know. But to me, sidearms, you could put attachments on. So, you know, yes, sidearms can be powerful in the game. It can. You know, especially you put a long barrel on a Desert Eagle. And with a standing mags, I do understand, yes, technically, sidearms are powerful. Uh, Same thing with... The Tech 9, you know, or, uh, excuse me, um, you know, other sidearms you have in the game, you can make them strong, you know, so I do understand that from that perspective. Um, but I miss dual wielding. I don't know, one is cool. Two, it, it adds to, you know, dual wielding allows you, because let's say you have a pistol, for example, I think the Beretta, um, the Beretta M9, I think, a uh, pistol, um, that only has like, 12 shots right but when you dual that you have 24 um and that's without extended mags you know and um and, you know and, and that was the benefit in other words for like the left for dead games because the sidearms is like your last resort so to speak you know um and i know i use it to, to if i want to save ammo my primary i know it's a little weird but <laughs> you know but when you do wheel you know it adds um you know it's a sidearm so there's 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 not a um how should I say, there is not um, a power point that's going to break, you know, like it's only going to do so much damage, it's not going to do more damage than your primary, you know, unless it's a sawed-off, but that's short range, you know, that's the trade-off, trade-off, excuse me, and, uh, you know, a sidearm can only do so much damage, so to help improve that, dual wielding added a benefit to that, and adds more ammo to the clip, you're not just shooting 12 rounds and then reloading, you know? So, um, to me, because obviously it wasn't left for that one and two, but also to help with the sidearm, um, to help improve it, I really would have loved for them to add dual link to the game. Um, and that's completely absent. So to me, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing that they did that, um, as well. And that was my complaint with the, the beta. I was like, what? They took it out. And another thing which um, is going to lead me to my next point, which is a big point, is the card system. Um, you know, in Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, your sidearms, um, a pistol, or well, it was Desert Eagle, or um, an axe, for example, <laughs> um, those had infinite ammo. I mean, obviously the axe, you know, but the axe doesn't break, the melee weapons doesn't break, and this game doesn't break either. Um, but your sidearms, um, there's in Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, they had infinite ammo. Um, again, that's because you run out of primary, um, you have your sidearm, you know, there's, it doesn't do so much damage, but it's reliable and you have infinite ammo of it and back for blood. It looks like they tied infinite ammo to a card. So your sidearms, you have a lot of ammo in the game. You do, I feel like you do get a lot of ammo in the game. So that's not an issue technically, um, but you have a sidearm and yeah, it's not infinite ammo, but it's tied to a card. And to me, that's weird because, in my opinion, that should be just a feature off the bat. That should be every sidearm, like, you have infinite ammo for. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're playing on a harder difficulty and you have infinite hordes coming. Uh, you let, you know, you run out of ammo for your primary and your sidearm. You're you're done. <laughs> you're done. And, um, and then people will say, well, that's why you have a melee weapon. But... The thing with Back for Blood is, and that's another complaint of mine, which to me they should remove, is that your melee weapon in the game um, is tied to a stamina bar. So, I get it. So, so when left, I remember back in Left 4 Dead 1, when they came out with Survivor Mode, a lot of tricks that people would do is that they will stay in the corner, two people will be crouched, and they will melee with the L trigger. They will melee... Um, and that's at the time before they implemented the stamina bar, they were melee nonstop. And then two people behind the people crouching will shoot at everything in sight, which uh, was a good strategy. Left for Dead 2 also, um, well, you know, it, it, they would 
it was broken because they could survive for a long time like that. Um, so the developers they implemented a stamina in Left 4 Dead One, so you know that you, you know people couldn't really do that anymore. It wasn't as effective. Left 4 Dead Two, they added melee weapons. You know, they added a machete, fire axe, etc. And um, so you sort of could have used that strategy again in Left 4 Dead 2. Um, but even though they added a special effect they call the spitter, where they, you know, that spitter gets to shoot acid and prevent um, the survivors from camping in a corner, you know, or else they're going to they're gonna die, you know. And, uh, but the the melee weapons in Left 4 Dead 2, you kind of swung an infinite amount of times. So there was no stamina tied to it, unless you pull the L trigger, which you get to shove zombies uh, but when you have a melee weapon and you swung with that melee weapon, you have infinite stamina. You can swing all day and not cry about it, you know? But but for Back for Blood, they tied. You have melee weapons in there, which is awesome. You know, crazy looking ones, too. Really awesome. But they're tied to a stamina bar. And to me, that is a very big problem. Uh, because how they did it was um, certain levels, uh, certain stats. Different melee weapons now have certain stats. Uh, so, for example, the Fire Axe does the most damage, um, does a lot of damage, but it has a slow swing and it drains the most stamina. As to where if you have the knife, for example, uh, you can swing it faster, um, it takes the less stamina, but it doesn't do all that much damage. So, to me, again, it goes where, let's say, if you run out of primary ammo and your last resort is to switch to this melee weapon and you're swinging you're swinging there's a horde whatever um so you're on a standoff whatever like that um and let's say you had an axe because that's all you had to pick up right uh because you ran out of sidearm ammo um you pick up an axe and then you swing it and then you run out of stamina and there's still hordes coming at you to me that's a big issue um especially if you're playing on a harder difficulty that is a very big problem to me um and, and that's what i don't like so i i would you know, t to me, I understand they're adding a little bit of realism to it. Technically, in real life, you're swinging an axe, you're going to get tired. <laughs> a fire axe is heavy. I understand that. But, um, you know, you, you're you playing a game here where there's legit hundreds and hundreds of enemies on screen. Um, you know, you need that axe to survive. You know, uh, let's say two survivors have a, of a melee weapon and, and the other two have just firearms. And, yeah, you need to stand off, you know. Yo, you're gonna get tired and you're gonna get jumped real quick and easily and that just that doesn't help so to me I, I would like for that stamina bar to be completely removed and you know because you could use the right uh thumbstick and punch them but that also takes up stamina bar you know what i'm saying so i feel like they should just really keep that like the r uh right thumbstick when you click in a punch they should keep that separate from when you have a melee weapon and and you know you just get to swing it all day so that's what i would like for them to do to me, it just it's in my opinion, it's 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 a problem and is also unnecessary to add the stamina tie that's uh the melee weapon to a stamina bar. I really don't like that. I understand. Technically it's realistic, but come on people, we're shooting zombies, you know? And um that leads me to my next con, which is the difficulty feels unbalanced. Now I'm just I forgot the, the names of each and every difficulty, so I'm just gonna say Easy, normal, and hard. Because I think the only name I remember is Survivor. And I think Survivor, that is like the medium. I could be wrong about that. But it's like green, orange, and red. So the easy difficulty is easy. It's exactly that. As a matter of fact, I think it's a kid mode. As a matter of fact, I call it peaceful mode. The easy difficulty uh, feels so easy that, um, especially playing with a good team like I was, it's a walk in the park. You walk around, you shoot at random zombies, and you you just literally you're walking through, you know. And um, it's to the to the point where we actually we'll stock up on everything. We'll stock up on health, ammo. We had so much attachments on our guns, like like both like our sidearms and primary weapons had attachments uh, to the max on it, and it was very easy. Um, the medium difficulty um, was more challenging than the easy. Absolutely, it was. It was uh, had a bit of a challenge to it, you know. But you're playing with a good team, um, uh, you know. It's it's uh, you could survive, you know. You could it's it's still easy. It still feels easy, but you could survive. And then it goes to the hard difficulty, 
And that is just like you might as well turn off your Xbox before it explodes. Like the hardest difficulty, it it makes like it goes from easy, like the like kid mode easy, so peaceful mode, to easy mode, to this is insanely infernal, stupidly hell mode. Like it's hard. That it's it's very difficult. And I'm talking about it was to a point <laughs> where even the first level, I just remember my brother and uh <laughs> teammates uh wall crawler and um um. How should I say, uh, D, you know, uh, my boy D, uh, <laughs> they, we, they, they go out the safe room, right? And then all of a sudden there's like three special effects that come out. We got to run back to the safe room, shoot them all off. And by the time we're done with that horde, we all each have like 20 health left. Then we proceed upstairs. Then a horde comes again. We got to go back to the safe room and shoot them all off. Like it, it gets stupidly hard. And it, there's such, a, it just feels unbalanced, especially how stupid it is that they will send literally three special affected of the same kind out to you. And that was another thing. So, and again, I don't mean to compare it to another game, but Left 4 Dead 1, you had the Boomer, you had the Hunter, you had the Smoker. Alright, um, and then you're playing a harder difficulty. Literally, there can be at most... Two hunters at a time, two smokers at a time, right? If you're playing on expert difficulty. Um, same thing for Left 4 Dead 2. There was six special infected, but you won't see more than two at a time. And I promise you, when we played at the hardest difficulty of Back for Blood, because we felt like even normal difficulty was easy, legit, there, there, there is a... I don't know if it's called... The, I think it's called the Exploder. There's a special effect they call the Exploder. They will... Literally, and, and, and I'm talking about the first level, we exit a safe room, we took a few steps forward, we're about to loot the rooms on the side, right? On each side. They literally sent out three exploders down the stairs, one after another. I promise you, in less than five seconds. Like, they send one exploder, oh, oh man, we got hit. Another one, we got hit again. And I, I got down at this point, because they could, t- they could take uh, 50 health, I do believe, um, each explosion, uh, depending on how close they are to you. Um, and then they send a third one of the same one to, to explode to us. And then they send two tall boys um, after us uh, to, to, to beat us down. And it was just so brutal. And I feel like there's such a lack of variety when it comes to special affected. So I guess that's technically a, a different criticism. But to me, it's just, it's it feels, my, my point is that the hardest difficulty feels so unbalanced it's stupidly hard, and they send three of the same. They can send multiple of the same uh, special or, or ridden, as they will call it, after you, and it just it feels stupid. It's like at that point, it's like it feels like the computer, the AI, whatever, the game master wants you to die at all costs. They will send multiple of the same special ridden, and to me, I'm like, what? How is this even possible? And I'm sure it's pretty dope, dudes, elites out there. You know, if you're hearing this, you know, I need you to teach me some some pointers here because I don't know how to survive that. Uh, but anyway, as you assumed, we died. You know, but I'm proud of us. We did make it past the first mission. But at that point, we had no continues left. And we were in like, we're at the point where we need defibrillators to keep our hearts pumping. It, it was that much of a struggle. It was, it was so difficult. So to me, there's such an imbalance of difficulties that to me, either... The way that they should solve is either add a fourth difficulty, where it sort of could bridge that gap between, you know, um, after the, the the normal mode, you could put a hard mode and have that ridiculously hard mode they have already, put it hell mode or something, I don't know, insane mode, or whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they add a fourth difficulty, in other words. So right after normal, they add a, a difficulty that's in between and or just balance them out. You know, it's it's crazy. So that feels weird, and that would lead to my next con to where I like how the 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 Renin looks. The Renin looks crazy. It looks really crazy. They look mutated, and um, you know, the tall boys and exploders, they look really cool. And it's just I feel like there's a lack of variety. So, for, so for example, for the exploder zombie. There is three, I do believe there's three different variations of them. Same thing with the tall boy. There is 
two to three different variations of them. There's a tall boy, um, and then there's a, um, a, I think a grabbing tall boy. It's instead of him, I think one is called a brawler. There you go, and one is called a grabber. So the tall boy that could brawl, he has this big uh, mace-looking arm, and he uses that to, um, you know, he slams it onto the survivors, and he he swings it around to sort of beat up the survivors. Whereas to where the grabber tall boy he uses his arm is more like a like a hook so to speak or like a claw and then he would use it to grab the affected and he will lift them up pass them on the ground like he, he grabs them and um and then you also have that spitting one where one could spit i think acid another one uh could spit a thing where it will captivate a survivor where in other words they're stuck and then a teammate will have to come and um, either shoot it or beat it, um, beat the thing off to loosen the, the survivor. And to me, um, I guess technically they're they're adding variety by adding different variate variants to each affected. Uh, but to me, I don't know. I, I feel like they should. I don't know the way they executed that. I feel like it's 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 hard to tell the difference, especially when you're a survivor and you're fighting one of these things. It's hard to tell, okay, oh, that's the grabber. Oh, that's that's the different variant of the exploder. You know, they, they, they look too similar, in my opinion. And to me, I feel like there's a lack of variety. There's only literally the exploder, tall boy, and then the spitter, um, ridden, ridden, whatever. And to me, I, I, I don't like that. There's a lack of variety, I feel, you know? I mean, they're scary looking, and they're tall. They're, they're crazy big, which is awesome. But again, I, I, I feel like they should either drastically change how the variants look and or just just you know i don't know they didn't even change it up <laughs> in my opinion so that, that was another complaint that i had uh with my experience with the beta and um how should i say and yeah so i'm half and half i, I spoke i started to speak about it the card system i'm half and half about it i do like the point that cards they can add benefits you know, for example, if you have a card, um, literally I have one that adds, um, it was, I could run, I think 10% faster, um, also have 20% more stamina and, um, yeah, and I could just generally move, I think 5% faster, which is pretty, you know, it's cool. There's some cards that have insane benefits, which is really awesome, but I'm just not sold on it being cards, especially in order to get these cards. You have to go to that woman I mentioned earlier in the episode. You have to. There's a woman uh, in the base where literally, she's a card vendor. She sells you cards, and I'm not sold on it. I don't. Know, I, I don't. I don't. You have to. And that's how you go to her and you buy. She has different decks, so to speak. Like if you want cards that focus on medics, um, uh, medical benefits. If you want to focus on a card that, um, if you want cards that focus on more of an aggressive. Uh, soldier-like uh, benefits, and you, you go for that deck. And to me, I just I, it just feels weird, you know? Like, we're in a zombie apocalypse. You know, I understand it's probably nothing to do but to play cards, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't, to me, and I, and I do understand this point where there's a lot of games that overly, like, you know, I remember Call of Duty set the standard for perks. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare used perks, and then every major shooter after that implemented perks so i do understand that sort of is being overused and um you know and even other games they have like slots like oh ability slots you know but to me they, they added cards um i just can't help to i'm half and half about it i guess mostly because the publisher of this game is wb wb games they are they own nether realms which created mortal kombat obviously um mortal kombat 11 they heavily monetize the crypt. You know, if you want more chance or more of the currency to open up certain crates, you could buy them. And Justice 2, they added that whole um, costume variant, you know, multiverses, whatever like that. But you have to buy these, these um, this currency or, well, you could earn them in game. Of course, that's what every sales pitch is. But you will have to earn this currency to open up these, these chests that will earn you different uh costumes whatever in injustice 2 and um you know and these are the published same publishers that published um the middle earth um 
Shadow of Mordor, uh, well, Shadow of War. Shadow of War, they monetized that um, by adding a store where you could buy. Now, it's, it's shut down now, obviously. I think they shut it down last year, I do believe. They, they shut it down. So that store is no longer available, and legit, you earn every orc by playing the game and uh, doing certain things. Um, but when the game first came out, they decided to monetize a single-player game by you buy this this gold or silver currency and then use that to buy special orcs that will greatly benefit you when you go to war in the game. So, in other words, when I see this card system, which is my point, when I see this card system, I could easily see how the menus are, how I could easily see how WB, not Turtle Rock, I feel like Turtle Rock would actually be against it. I feel like for some reason they didn't even want to put this card system in there, but I feel like it's WB's input that they're like, oh, yeah, I, I can see how they can monetize this card system. And that's what I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to buy this special, sort of like, and I'm sure they're probably going to be really careful about that, hopefully. But I could see how it could easily be paid to win by the system. Because I think, literally, they're, I'm sure they're going to monetize it. And do this in the beta, of course. It's a beta. But I'm sure you could spend real-life money to buy copper. And you can use that copper or, or uh, supply points. There you go. You can buy supply points to purchase these cards. And technically, that would be a pay-to-win format. Because the more cards you get with special bonuses and stuff, the more you have a winning chance to survive, not only in the campaign, but also the versus mode. And so, in other words, I see that there. I'm just like, ah, okay. Like... That's just uh, I'm concerned about that. I could I could see how they could easily uh, um, monetize that. So I'm not sold on the card system. And to me, they should just put like I don't know. As you play, you you sort of rank up, and then you go to a setting. Uh, you go to a menu where you could buy abilities. You know, and you you can level up your character like that. You know, like that. Or you buy, um, you know, gear just from leveling up though. You know, not this supply point i don't know i'm not sold on it too much you know it feels a little weird but i do like a benefits a lot of benefits like i've seen even though one benefit was the infinite ammo um for a sidearm i feel like that should have straight up been a feature so a lot of these stuff i feel like should have been features but yeah so i'm not too sold on the card system on that as well and that's another thing i complain and um yeah, and, and my last con, because I've been speaking... Oh my goodness, I never know I could speak this long about a beta. <laughs> um, the last con that I have is that... Um, even though I enjoyed the versus mode, when I played with my friends, I mean, we were slaying. We were awesome. We were on top of the world, you know? And <laughs> and um, I, I just... I don't... I'm disappointed that they don't have... The Left 4 Dead style versus. And to me, that greatly disappoints me. You know? And, and I understand. This is a different game. This has nothing to do with Left 4 Dead. But these are the same developers. And literally one mode that they have right now is humans versus um, humans versus affected. and the Which I like. They have to fight who could survive the longest. And it's fun. It's really cool. That it is cool. Um, but... The the way I don't like, cause cause the way they did it, they have separate maps and and you're you're, I don't know, you fight in a corner of a map or something like that, and you have to hold out and it's it's fun, but I really wish they they implemented that mode, but also on top of, um, you know, on top of um, uh, a mode where you know you you're running through the campaign and then you literally get to control the special effect that you're trying to stop. The survivors from progressing through the, the, the level. Um, and that way you're able to, um, you know, whoever makes it the furthest will win. And depending on, um, through, through, you know, you fight through the whole campaign, whoever has the most points throughout the end of the campaign or act, I should say, wins that battle. Because, you know, in Left 4 Dead 2, because uh, the, the people outcried about this, developers responded, and no, they didn't add this. Um, you know, they rather added the versus mode or whatever. Um, I think they didn't really say it's not going to happen. They said they might. Um, but I assume they probably just didn't want... I don't know. I can't help to feel it's probably because they're not trying to be similar to Left 4 Dead and then Valve somehow finds a legal loophole and they get in trouble or something. 
But at the same time, I remember Left 4 Dead 2, a mutation was Survival Versus, which is the exact same mode that we're playing in Back for Blood. And um, so in other words, I feel like they could easily add that Versus mode for campaign into the game. And I'm just, yeah, a little disappointed that they, they didn't, you know? I'm disappointed that they didn't. Because and, and, um, I think it will be extremely fun. And as of right now, I know it's a beta, but I did not see any um, any custom lobbies either. That was another thing I was disappointed about. Because I, I was so excited for the game. I invited, I think, six of my friends. Uh, they all got on, but, you know, it's only four men on the team. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm going to join the game with four people. Um, and the opposite team, the, the written team, because I was on the cleaners, the written team, um, there was only two people on our team. I was like, great. You know, both of my boys could, uh, could join in. And they can't join session in progress with you, um, even though it's a public match. So, you know, I find that a little weird. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me try to find a custom lobby. And, and there's no custom lobby, you know. So I hope they add that in the final game because that would be truly fun, I feel, where I get a big group of buddy of mine and, uh, you know, we just have a blessed time just, just fighting each other in a versus match um, and, and still get rewarded somehow for it. Like, I think that would be fun. So... But anyway, so that is my thoughts on the Back for Blood open beta. These are my thoughts, my pros and cons. Um, overall, to sum everything up, I had a great time, a blessed time with the game, uh, with the open beta. It's fun. Um, there was a lot of improvements. I feel like there was improvements in terms of shooting and action um, that featured in this beta that improved upon Left 4 Dead, but there was a lot of cons that made me feel like, okay, uh, I feel like they need to work on these issues. Even if it means they delay the game, I feel like they need to work on these issues and address them. You know, because it's two months away. I doubt with that amount of time, they're going to fix everything. I mean, I know they're not because it's two months away. I feel like if they need to delay the game, make it the way that they need to, you know. And but overall, I had a blessed time. I'm excited for the final re release. Um, I can't wait to start earning achievements in this game. I can't wait to start to go through the actual story to see if there's actual cutscenes in the campaign. If not, still, you know, I, I, I loved what I played. I, I did have a blessed time, and, um, you know, it's, it's a great cooperative game, and I, I can't wait to play through that. Again, you know, I'm excited. I just want these issues to be fixed. But overall, I had a great time with the game. It's going to be awesome. And, yeah, I can't wait. So, I hope you are too, you know? Um, what the heck is that? Sorry about that. <laughs> My phone started vibrating. But anyway, so that will conclude um, this episode of Chewy Gaming. I thank you so very much for tuning in. Um, appreciate it. You know, again, if, if you guys have any questions or topics that you want me to talk about or address here on the show, uh, you can send your questions at twgpquestions at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you leave your name or and leave, uh, write the word question on the subject bar so I know the question. Please leave your name so I can probably address you. Um, and hopefully your question and or topic will be featured on the show. And guys, again, as always, thank you so very much for blessing with your time. I appreciate it. I'm going to leave my, my Twitter link um, down in the description. You can follow me there for any updates in terms of the show or anything like that. Or you can even use that to, um, you know... Uh, share with me a topic that you want me to address here on the show so if you don't want to email you can also use twitter and uh yeah you know it's hopefully a um you send them in you know i get to feature you on the show all right so i love you guys god bless you jesus loves you my name is one way soldier and this is the end of my transmission Beautiful.